everyone. Welcome to the Winter Circle community. I'm your host, Dr. Sean Hubbard. Let's continue the conversation on how you can win and how we can win together. Each week, we're joined by a guest who not only cares a lot about what's going on in our society, but who also has special expertise in helping us enjoy more victory in an important area. The area we'd like to deal with today is managing pain and dealing with pain, pain management, as we say in medicine. My guest today is a physician colleague, but she's so much more, really. I've been inspired by her. I've been educated by her throughout the year and more than that. And so I'm really excited to get her insights on the show. We have a lot to learn from her as she has uh, produced so much uh, for us in terms of content. Our guest today is Dr. Niv Lakera. Dr. Lakera, welcome to the Winter Circle. It's so great to have you in the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me over. <laughs> Absolutely. So let me just tell you that I have been inspired by you in so many ways. I mean, we've had a challenging year and some of it has been painful in ways, but you've kept us entertained, you've kept us educated, and you kept us engaged also in the current events. And I've been really proud of you as you represented medicine this past uh, year plus, really. So let me just say that off the top. Um, but when I look deeper into your work, and as I followed you, you have so much going on. And so when I was thinking to have you on the show, I thought, is she uh, just physician? I can't just call you a physician. You're an artist. And then I thought, maybe I should ask Dr. Lakira how she sees herself. So that's the first question. How do you see yourself, really? I see me as a process. <laughs> a process. I'm a process. Uh, that gives me a lot of cushion not to arrive anywhere. It, it gives me a lot of space to fall down, to be imperfect, to, you know, make a little baby, take a little baby steps, you know, yes. not to be totally in conclusion and not to uh, be harsh on me and on others. So I see me as a process. <laughs> I love that. It reminds me of a statement that I saw recently, and it was describing a semicolon. And it was like, you know, the semicolon can have it both ways. It can be sort of the end, but not really. There's much more to the story. And so I'm so glad to share this part of your story. When did you first start to see yourself as a, as a process? And I want to really understand a little bit more about that because I've seen your work and I'm holding it. We're going to be talking more about that, but let me understand more about your process and, and how you got here. I know what you do for a living because we're doing some of the same work, but I want to understand your perspective. So I think I saw me as a process very early in my life because I'm from Delhi, you know, and I'm, I was, the best thing about my life is my family. My mom, dad have showered me with, and continue to shower me with unconditional love. They're my rock. And uh, my uh, brother, sisters, you know, they're my best of friends. Uh, but I did, uh, you know, during childhood, I did witness a religious rite. And I did see a lot of inequality, you know, in terms of somebody being very rich, somebody being very poor. And or, you know, in terms of health inequality, this, there was so much injustice I witnessed. And I also saw a lot of people doing incredible things. And I'm writing this third book. It's called The Life Currency. And my faith is, and that's what I believe, this is a very <laughs> unique, weird belief of mine is that 
we are not made we are like not we are not born as like something which is not changeable or malleable and we are also this is not our first birth right especially spiritually in hinduism we believe in reincarnation so i think some of us are born with certain perception what you perceive is what you conclude or become or acquire right and some people are are extremely you know perceptive or you know empath as we call them and i have a lot of empathy growing up so everything will come inside of me so if i see somebody in pain it lands me I'll, i'll feel it so it was very difficult for me to think that a human being can set another human being on fire but i saw that right in a religious rite i think it was 84 people killing each other beheading each other setting each other on fire when you witness uh, a word like that you you kind of you take the pain in but then you also kind of create you have to develop at least i had to develop an understanding how to know that humanity can fall down very low and can be very harmful to itself and then also develop compassion and forgiveness that everybody is so different and everybody is doing what they think is right even if it means something that we see very you know like detrimental so what i developed was yes there is inequality yes there is a lot of pain there is a lot of beauty and the way we can survive through my mission became in life was to become able to make a little difference you know yes. i realized i'm like teeny tiny i'm like 5 feet you know four inch with heels <laughs> and I'm like no more tiny because of the pandemic and pretty expanded now but i'm a very small you know tiny unit in terms of universe uh, but why i'm sent here is between challenging the world and challenging myself changing the planet changing myself curating a little joy and giving some joy to others that's where i think we i have to kind of keep my hopes like intact so not to be deterred by something and i think that kind of forced me to be a process because when you put yourself in a box when you your identity becomes what people say who you are or what you should be it always breaks at certain point and then it breaks your soul and it becomes very hard to come back so if you think you're a process without any certain you know box like identification then it gives you a lot of grace to become anything that you want to play with whatever you know what gives you right i get that i do get that and i have wondered from time to time and i appreciate your perspective on that your process and what you've seen how you have dealt with it as a person as a developing spirit I definitely appreciate that and I have wondered from time to time you know I work in a hospital just like you do I'm a neurohospitalist and I'm married to a hospitalist I have a lot of hospitalist friends but I see your work and I see your unique expression and I have wondered I wonder how that impacts her care. I wonder how her patients experience this very artful, expressive personality. So that's the question really. You know, how do you feel that it influences your work and in what way? Your perspective. So, uh, how does it affect my work as a physician? 
for what I have become over the years and I have witnessed is to turn into love. I think you have to become love. You can give yourself an opportunity to react in certain adverse situation, but you have you need to be constantly in a state of love if you want to really truly be transcendental and be whole of you. And I remember once a patient who was very unfortunate, who was a drug seeker, he called me a very racist slur, and he was, you know, like uh, in a moment I could have been like. and he he actually said f off and then some racist word and i hugged him and i said i'm so sorry that you're in much pain and please i, I know what you like i when you offer back compassion and he cried like in my arms wow. um so what i and and then you know you see all most people are so i, I think we we are I feel so privileged. You know, also I'm a stroke survivor. You've read about me. It's a privilege to be. First of all, we can see, we can talk, we have education, we have skill, and we can deliver to humanity. We can take care of somebody in their most vulnerable state. I think that's such a huge honor and privilege, and that's how I approach it. And because I think of my poetry, I have actually. Uh, sneaked some of my poems uh, print out you know without saying that it's my poem you know just a print out to people who are going through a really tough time and they appreciate it and i've sneaked some flowers at times you know and i have been i have received a lot of love so i think people give you love and there is no nothing called hate people give you unprocessed pain or love but you need to i think i try to respond back with lot of love but no matter what they give us because that's what we should be so dr lakira i've been reading your poetry looking at your artistic expressions and all manner your uh, the boots you wear the posts that you put on the internet your dance and of course you know i have your hard copy here now and i have been looking for is there a theme is there an overarching message that dr lakira is presenting to us what would you say is your message through your art for us well i read in 6000 poems or verses so that's a lot of message and hundreds of sketches and like so many paintings uh i think my message i don't know if i have a message but what i want to tell people is it's really hard to be a person and it's okay it's okay we are just flesh combined with neurotransmitters even our happiness get at mercy of our brain you know and that's why i'm writing my third book life currency that i actually talk about neuroplasticity because i was told i won't walk and i won't have you know like because of stroke or memory because my hippocampus was stroke so i talk about neuroplasticity and uh, body to use your own brain because uh, these things are not taught us in school or even in med school you know or you know to anyone you're right and I, i i want people to have this comfort to know that they're born with so much limitations just because we have few senses doesn't mean there is not a world around us that we that does not exist that we can't perceive so just to be kind to themselves as they're going through something is what my message uh, is and also 
uh, to make boundaries. It's very essential because unless you survive, you you owe it to yourself to survive. Your body, soul, mind, every mental health, everything needs survival. And you are so it's called life currency. My third book, right? You're spending your life currency, right? How not to get empty? The boundaries are very important. You can disagree with people, and instead of spending more life currency on them, you make a boundary, forgive them, but let them live in their, you know, own planet. Uh, we cannot, we cannot, uh, we we are here for a very unique purpose. Take time to know what it is. Take care of yourself. Have less of what you want, and then go from there. And uh, that's what I want. And I, I want people to realize that when they break down. A lot of the experiences, thankful to social media, have become so unwanted in, you know, in terms of cosmetics. Like you should not break down. You should be always happy. I want to remove all of that, and I want to celebrate being human and having all those experiences in life. That makes so much sense. And having read through your poetry, I've seen all of those experiences described: the happiness, the pain. The hurts, all of them, the full range is there. So I can I can appreciate what you're saying. I want your help with something, uh, Dr. Lakira. Yesterday, International Women's Day around the world, and I know that you represent on a regular basis. I follow you and I learn, and I try to learn from leaders like yourself. And because I mean well, and I don't want to do dumb things uh, that I might do because of uh, something that. I thought before, or my own hurt before, or just any old habit. So yesterday, at the beginning of the day, one friend told me it's International Women's Day. It was a young lady, by the way. She said, "Be nice, you know, and uh, support women." And that was early in the morning. It was before I could get out the door. And then, when I got to work, I saw a post that said, this International Women's Day, I'm a little bit conflicted about it. It makes me a little bit annoyed. And by the time I got into the hospital, I didn't know what to do. So I thought, <laughs> you know I mean? I thought, okay, I'm gonna ask Dr. Lakira. I went home, it was the first thing that I asked my wife when she got home, you know, what do you think about International Women's Day? And she's like, what? You know, where's this coming from? So that's you should give good massage and gifts to every woman around you. Right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the message. That's what International Women's Day is all. That's the message. I, I think. I think we should. I think whatever opportunity we have to acknowledge another human being is a great opportunity. You know, we don't have to. Uh, we any time. Like so, one of my mission, and I hopefully will accomplish it is to have a consent week you know work with the united nations in collaboration with the united nations to have a consent week uh, workshop across the countries you know across the planet in different schools and you know higher in people studying higher education my point is it's okay to have a highlight and spotlight on certain gender certain issues certain race whatever it is i i think it's it's good and but what we can do is I, i'm just astounded on your insight you said uh, you you are dumb at times then that is that makes you like top one percent people who who even would ever say that right forget acknowledging so i think we it's very important like we all have biases and i think those days and those week or whatever is getting assigned to us is a very good time to pause 
and think through our own biases and work on them and you know keep it as a conscious approach you know for example a lot of people uh, still believe racism does not exist or sexism doesn't exist maybe a week about you know what has actually happened in the history or a day about its opposite gender maybe this will that is the purpose you know i, I wish there can be an international women's month where people are actually forced to you know it should also be action oriented maybe like do like do good things for any random women right. <laughs> like at work some random women acknowledge her or do something good or write something good in the review you sure. know support a women led business you know like i i feel like everything should have an action right. because when we have action it reinforces and takes things forward definitely 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 and you're right these times if it's a day or if it's a, a week or month it gives us an opportunity to talk about what is yeah. it that we can do more effectively right right real quick let's begin the women's month march I'm, I'm, i'm for it i'm behind it you know there's no time when we should stop really right <laughs> real, yeah real quick before we start to wrap up let me ask you i wanted to get your take on is there an international person somebody that we all know that you look up to or somebody that you think represents extremely well uh who represents uh are you talking about me having a role model yes. because i don't have role model oh okay yeah sure <laughs> i look up to everyone okay? okay i look up to the i have been backstabbed and i have been wronged i look to, look up to that person also because that particular person must have done something good to me somewhere in in, in his or her life or had must have done something good to somebody else right what i look up to is role model actions right for me a role model should be role model action so for example i was really happy when megan markle spoke about mental health right i'm looking up to her for that action absolutely you know or uh, anyone stacy abrams like she changed georgia she's working tirelessly on voting rights and getting people to vote and spreading awareness about it these these are role model action because the reason i don't believe in role model is because we as human beings have a tendency to either worship or demonize somebody and what happens is when we make somebody role model we don't give them a buffer to be human because everybody is going to make mistake and everybody is going to fall down including me including you it doesn't it should not dismiss everything that we have done good in our life so that's why i look up to people who are doing good things there's so many people women like inspiring women across the planet i actually my childhood was amazingly filled with such women like my mom <laughs> you know she always stood up i my mom was so and is still so fearless she'll stand up for somebody hurting another woman somebody doing anything wrong and she taught me to always voice up she said you'll always have option not to say something or to speak up if somebody else's life is in danger or if you can make a difference you must always speak up and that i got from my mother so i look up to it you know for her those actions of hers so beautiful 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 thank you so much for sharing your perspective dr lakira and thank you for coming into the winner circle i knew that you would have a unique perspective because it's so clear uh, when i follow you that you're going to have a message that i'm not hearing every single day in every single place. I really appreciate your particular mark that you put on the world. Let me just say that. And so thanks for doing what you do and I appreciate you. And uh, we'll keep following you. I wonder if 
you can tell us before we go. I know where to get mine because I got it from Amazon. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh. If people Google my name, it should pop up in several places. But Amazon is my favorite because a lot of people leave reviews there. Yeah. So um, yeah, Pillow of Dreams was my and it's my was my first book. It's my darling book. It's still number one all these years on Amazon. It's still the best reviewed poetry book on Amazon. And my second book is called I'm Not a Princess. I'm a complete fairy tale. They're teaching it in two universities, Wayne State and Michigan State, and that's also on Amazon. And if people want to pre-order the Life Currency, that's going to be my most important book. I feel like I was born basically to write the Life Currency. That's going to be life-changing because I talk about a lot of other things and actually give them actionable items because words are not enough. We need to tell people what kind of uh, evidence we have of certain foods, certain exercises. Uh, so they're actionable items, and I talk about neuroplasticity and poetry and artwork is also there. So yeah, find me and leave good reviews if you like the book. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of wonderful reviews. I can't say, and I think I mentioned this before, that I haven't sat down to read a book of poems, but I found myself looking deeply and feeling the experience that came before uh, those words. So, you know, it's definitely one that I recommend for sure. And I'm going to finish it because it'll teach me more about you and more about your unique perspective that you've been sharing with us today. So thank you so much for coming on to the Winter Circle, Dr. LaCara. I look forward to following you for more inspiration. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. And keep shining. Keep doing the great work that you're doing, spreading the messages and connecting people. Thank you. And to you in the Winter Circle, thank you for joining today's show. You can find this show on Mondays at 2 o'clock and Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. You can find it right here on RVN TV or wherever you have seen this. We post it on drshawnhubbard.com. You can find this show once weekly. Keep your eyes on us. We'll have a podcast coming as well. This show will be converted into a podcast. I can't wait to hear it already, and I can't wait to see it, as well as many others. As you're aware, what we're all about is seeing you win, seeing you enjoy more victory each and every day. Until we meet again, keep winning, guys. Take care. <laughs>